Hi, this is David from the Ocean Blue, and you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder. Hello there, I'm PF, this is my tape recorder. Coming up, comedian Graham Elwood. I tell people, whatever you're into, there's probably a podcast about it, and if there isn't, you should start one. We'll hear more from Graham in just a bit. Another installment of It's Facebook, not Factbook, although it could have easily been a What Kind of Nonsense Is That? You Decide. But first, as always, fake news. And now, fake news with me. Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker on Tuesday bluntly put into words how he feels about the minimum wage. Well, I'm not going to repeal it, he said in an interview with the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel newspaper, but I don't think it serves a purpose because we're debating then about what the lowest levels are at. I want people to make, like I said the other night, two or three times that. Yes, because that's exactly what happens when you don't have to pay anybody anything. Walmart is planning a cutback on store investments to spend more on e-commerce in the face of stagnant same-store sales and falling store traffic in the U.S., company executives said this past Wednesday. The store's three-part plan to boost store traffic, though, includes one, improving the customer experience, two, beating competitor prices, and three, having fewer people of Walmart in Walmart. Detroit and its largest creditor holdout announced a deal on Thursday as part of the city's historic bankruptcy trial. The deal announced before U.S. bankruptcy judge Stephen Rose means Financial Guarantee Insurance Company now has agreed to sign on to the city's plan to exit bankruptcy, and the city will not be repossessed. In case you're wondering where Elizabeth Hasselbeck is today and this week, well, she's had some surgery yesterday and she's going to be out for a couple of weeks, her co-host Steve Ducey told Fox & Friends viewers this past Wednesday. Starting next week, Ducey will be out for a few weeks to have his head examined. It's no surprise that some folks fudge their ages to get on Facebook, and a store did. But she's no preteen trying to sign up before the social network's minimum age of 13. She cleared that mark more than a century ago. Now 113, and reportedly Minnesota's oldest resident, Stower is a lifelong fan of learning new things. With the help of a friend, she went on to sign up for Facebook this past month, but found the earliest birth year Facebook let her sign up for was 1905. She claimed to be a spry 99 years old to get around that. You betcha, she told the station. Doctors feared that it may affect Ms. Stower's health, however, based on the fact that Facebook takes years off most people's lives. And finally, Transportation Secretary Administration Chief John Pistole announced his retirement Thursday, drawing praise after tenure that saw his agency take widespread flack for its policies on body scanners and knives on planes. Pistole, a 26-year veteran of the FBI who has led the TSA since 2010, said he is leaving December 31st, whereupon he'll be patted down and scanned for the last time. And that's been Fake News with me. It's time for another edition of... It's Facebook, not Factbook. So there I was on Facebook, and uh, a Facebook friend of mine, who is actually a former neighbor of a very close friend of mine from Pittsburgh, uh, post this meme, and uh, it's a meme of Alan West, and it's a, uh, him, uh, it's a quote from him well, when he was speaking to the CPAC convention in 2013. That's the big conservative uh, convention they have every year. And it's Alan West saying this. I'm tired of liberals dividing this country up into little groups setting them upon each other, breeding spite and envy, and then having the nerve to say and accuse conservatives of hatred. 
Now, I try to avoid these Facebook fights whenever possible, as you know, and I'm uh, sometimes successful. But anyway, I had to post uh, under that a more ironic statement has never been made. And, of course, he responds, well, no, it's true. And then I say, well, the conservatives have managed to gather the 99% against the 1%, so maybe you have a point. And then it goes into this big, long diatribe between me and some of his buddies, and they, they turn into a, me defending President Obama, which is kind of silly because not a big fan, especially lately, and I was going to do this as part of a separate bit, but if you folks haven't watched The Roosevelt's, you need to go do this. I know it's it's a five-part series. It's two hours an episode. That's ten hours. I know it's hard to watch something that's ten hours long that doesn't involve zombies or some guy making meth, but be, bear with me. If you're really pinched for time, just watch, I think it's the first episode, which covers Teddy Roosevelt's presidency, and then the third episode, I think it is, which covers, or it might be the fourth, which covers 1933 to 1939. That's what you have to look for. And it just covers how the Roosevelt's handled, um, well, not only foreign affairs, there's a lot of that in there, but, but uh, I'm concerned with the domestic policies and financial policies. And, of course, TR was a Republican. FDR was a uh, Democrat. They both came from money. Uh, they didn't hate money. They didn't have a problem with people being wealthy because they came from wealth. But essentially, their point, both of them, was you could be wealthy, be wealthy as you want to be, but don't be a dick. And that's, I think, the, the problem here. And this, this crazy thing that Alan West said, um, although in retrospect, he may have been talking about more like the Ferguson situation, which is still crazy. But anyway, he, he's talking about they're, they're dividing uh, people. Yeah, we're dividing men against women because we think women should be paid the same amount as men for doing the, the same kind of work. I, I don't know. What kind of division is he talking about? Well, then um, I remembered this. What we have to do is find a way to divide and conquer the people who are on assistance. We have to show respect for that woman who has cerebral palsy and had no choice in her condition that needs help and that we should help. And we need to get those folks to look down at these people who choose to get into a condition that makes them dependent on the government and say at some point you're on your own. That's Tom Tillis. He's running for senator in North Carolina bringing everybody together with his speech from a couple of years ago. And uh, he also said a few years ago, too, and they just dug this up because, well, you know, he's running for Senate, so it, it might be relevant, that, um, that there's, there's no need for, for reparations uh, to African-Americans. And I'm not a big reparation guy, by the way. But um, anyway, but there's no need for reparations because uh, welfare and programs like that serve as a de facto form of reparations, even though most of the people on those programs aren't African-American. All right, so remember, kids. It's Facebook, not Factbook. Hey, folks, remember this? Dear Joey, getting my hair done. Be back at 3.30. Please go to Lawson's and pick up bread, lunch meat, potato salad, and pop. And if you want... Or this? We have fresh ideas at Red Barn, like a salad bar for you. This is the third time my husband went back to the salad bar. Or how about this? Well, Home Shirts has all of your vintage apparel needs, recalling all the great brands and restaurants of yesteryear, particularly from the cities of Cincinnati, Cleveland, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, and St. Louis, but also from brands around the country. Just head to homeshirts.com and check out all of our vintage apparel needs, including restaurants, stores, great sports teams. Check it out, and when you order specifically from Home Shirts Cleveland, we make a couple of bucks, and we really appreciate it. Merry-go-round. Merry-go-round. Unique fashions for guys and gals. 
And don't forget to check out our collection of defunct teams from such leagues as the American Basketball Association, the World Hockey Association, the World Football League, and many more at homeshirts.com. Graham Elwood is a stand-up comedian originally from Chicago, Illinois. He now makes his home in Los Angeles, California, where he's a headlining stand-up comedian, writer, producer, director, and co-host of the Comedy Film Nerds podcast, along with Chris Mancini. Those two are about to release a documentary on podcasting called Earbuds. Here now is our interview with Graham Elwood. Okay, joining us on BS Tape Recorder today, it's Graham Elwood. Graham, how you doing? I'm good, my friend. How you doing? Good, pal. Uh, good to talk to you again. Um, I, I guess the biggest thing with you happening, of course, is the uh, is the big documentary uh, coming out about podcasting. And uh, what's the name of it again? It's Earbuds? Uh, yeah, Earbuds, the podcasting documentary. That has been um, such a cool thing. You know, first we raised uh, in February $140,000 on Kickstarter which was just a wonderful testament to how loyal and excited the podcaster fans are. And then we've been, you know, shooting in the spring and summer. And we just finished the last of our interviews at the, a week and a half ago at the Los Angeles podcast festival, which was a blast. And now we're just getting it ready to get it over to the editor and it'll be ready by hopefully uh, early, early spring. Wow. That's very cool. So um, I was I was talking to uh, not to name drop. Um, you really shouldn't, honey. But go bananas. No, uh, Ira Glass at um, uh, about uh, podcasting, and uh, and he was saying the biggest thing, you know, is this American Life, um, you know, has a million downloads, and he goes, that's a lot in a way, but it's not still not that much compared to the radio audience. And he says, he says people still really don't know what podcasts are. How do we solve this problem? Well, you know, that's a great, he's absolutely correct. That's probably in the neighborhood of like 75% of the population is like, what, what is it? What channel is it on? Like, yeah, they yeah. just, they don't get it. I mean, one of the goals of making earbuds was, was first to show the connection that, that podcasters and fans have. And I'm sure Ira would back me up on this is the podcaster fan is so unique. They're so invested in what you're doing. They're so loyal. And we wanted to show that, you know, we got stories of like, Hey, you know, podcasting helped me get through depression or my, my job that was difficult or just my mom passed away and all this stuff dealing with cancer and all this. And I'm hoping with earbuds that, you know, obviously we want podcasters and, and their fans to like it, but more importantly, I want all the people that don't know what it is to watch this movie and go, oh, I'm in, I get it. You know, I think they believe that it's just some nerdy thing or it's too technical, I can't figure it out. And when you start telling, no, man, it's right on your smartphone. Yeah. Like you you can get it right now. Well, and they'll go, oh, and I go, what do you like? And they're like, you know, uh, Bumblebee music. I bet you there's a podcast about yeah. Bumblebee music somewhere, you know, like. There's a guy here in Cincinnati that uh, he um, he's some kind of podcasting guru, and uh, he started with a Lost podcast, and then uh, he uh, talks about how he got this one guy started. This guy makes wooden boats, and he does a podcast about wooden boats. That's the whole podcast. Has a small but loyal audience, and of uh, and they love yeah. So I I I tell people 
whatever you're into, there's probably a podcast about it. And if there isn't, you should start one and yes. you can do it very easily. Yeah, yeah, that's the other thing. Well, a, a big boost, of course, came with uh, iOS 8 now that, um, and I just got a, a, an iPhone just recently. Um, I'd had an iTouch before. But um, there, with the new update, there is an actual podcast button right on the uh, device. And uh, I've been, you know, telling people on Facebook and Twitter, hey, if you need a podcast to listen to, go to search for PF's tape recorder in your iTunes and it'll, it'll drop it right on your phone. Yeah, and I think that's the other thing too, uh, Pete, is the other solution to why so many people don't understand it will be just the ease as the technology gets easier. And I think when you're in a car and you don't have to plug your phone in or whatever, but just touch screen and it'll have Wi-Fi in your car and you'll just be able to go podcast, sports podcast, movie podcast. Yeah. I think when that it happens, then everyone's going to just get it. So speaking of movie podcasts, how's your guys' show going? You know, it's great. We actually just recorded our uh, episode 235 today that just released of Comedy Film Nerds. And we interviewed this uh, independent horror film director, Christopher Allen Broadstone. And it was just great. We had a great discussion about Gone Girl and David Fincher and you know, horror movies and, and what he likes in, in the horror genre. And uh, it was just really interesting. You know, every week we get to, my partner and I, Chris Mancini, we're both stand-up comics. We're both filmmakers. And for the last five years, we've taken our love of movies and just joking about them and talking about them with our friends and made it a weekly thing. And we just love doing it. And we've built up a really cool, loyal fan base a bunch of them came out to the Los Angeles Podcast Festival a week and a half ago. And it's such a, I mean, you know, I make my living telling jokes and making movies and watching movies and talking about them. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy <laughs> with oh, all of this. I know I wanted to tell you, my, uh, my uh, daughter, who was just in here bugging me to use uh, my laptop, she's, uh, she's 10, and uh, she is now suddenly a Star Wars fan. Right. And uh, she just changed her uh, her Facebook uh, banner to uh, Han shot first. <laughs> I love your daughter. That's uh, that's our slogan. Exactly. That's how we end I, every show. That's I, so great. I told her about that. I know this guy that has a podcast, and there, uh, and I'd explain the whole thing to her because we ended up watching the recut version. I didn't realize we got the disc from the library, and there's two discs in the set, of course. And I realized after watching it, I'm like, oh, this is the re-release because Jabba was in it. And right. uh, and then yeah, and then of course Han shoots second in that one, and I'm like, oh, we should have watched the other disc because then he would have gotten it. But she under <laughs> she gets the whole thing now. So, I my three nephews came to visit me, and they're they're two of them are eleven and one's twelve uh, over the summer, and I sat them down and we watched my Star Wars VHS tape. Wow! Um, I had Star Wars Empire and Return of the Jedi, and each night we watched a different one on VHS in its original uncut glorious version to educate these children correctly <laughs> there you go yeah my only lament is that i'm never gonna get to be a star trek girl now <laughs> so um so yeah um as far as your podcast uh, goes i'm a little behind uh, what i usually do when i listen to podcasts i listen to like I, in i binge I, like people binge watch on netflix i binge record i binge listen to podcasts i'll go through and listen to um 
Lizzie, who came in to correct me, she goes, it's not on her Facebook banner. She put it, she put it somewhere else. But she knows Han shot first. That's the important thing yes. to take away here from this. That's anyway. the most important part. But anyway, I was just saying, I'm a little behind in comedy film nerds because I, I binge listen. Like, I'll listen to a bunch of uh, Never Not Funnies. I'll listen to a bunch of uh, Rock Solids. And I'll listen to a bunch of comedy film nerds. So um, it's, I've got up that whole binge watching thing that people do with Netflix uh, into my podcast listening. Um, yeah, you know, the thing about our show is it's a weekly show we usually release on Tuesday and we talk about some movies that just came out and then we've also done uh, about 18 or 19 I think spoiler episodes where we'll take one movie and discuss it all the way and go into everything the ending and all of it so you know for someone like you that's not like tuning in every week I would go through and cherry pick and find some episodes that either have guests you really want to hear and or movies you want to hear us talk about. Yeah, that's what I usually do sometimes. And that's, that's, that's Jackie Cation always tells her listeners, go back and cherry pick people, which is great yeah. advice. And I tell people the same thing. It's like, you know, you, so you, you maybe you don't like listening to Jimmy Pardo. Maybe you'll enjoy an interview with Midjure of Ultravox. Who knows? But, uh, <laughs> and uh, so stand-up-wise, uh, how have things been going for you? I know uh, it doesn't seem you've been out on the road in a while. I haven't interviewed you for Cincinnati or Minneapolis for uh, over a year. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been on the road a fair amount, not as much as I have in the past, you know, because mainly because this summer I was working on earbuds. Um, but you know, I, I, it, it's been kind of great this, this in, in August and September, I did a tour through Asia. I did Hong Kong and Beijing and Shanghai of, of comedy shows, which was great. And you know, there's comedy film nerd fans, in all of those cities, which was such a cool thing. Um, I was a guest on a couple of Chinese podcasts. Oh, wow. Cool. Some of them that are normally in Mandarin. And it it was, it was just, it's just cool to see the global reach of, of podcasting, you know, and I never thought I would have had fans in China, you know, I know it's crazy. So that, that's been cool. And, you know, and of course, you know, getting up, getting ready for the the podcast festival is always a lot of work. And so I've been sort of a a little more busy at home, which is a good thing. I I mean, I like doing shows. Sometimes the road gets a little, you know, it's a grind sometimes, but I've been home for like almost a month. So I'm actually looking forward to going to uh, go bananas next week. Cool. Yeah, some guys, I was talking, uh, I've talked to a couple of guys in the past couple of weeks, um, uh, like Paul Hooper is one, still loves the road after 15 years. Loves it. Can't imagine not being on there. He gets restless if he's in a city for more than 10 days. And then I guess, yeah, uh, the other guys, it's nice that you can settle down and focus on things, you know, in one city, like with the, you know, the podcast festival and your podcast. You know, I, it's funny. I, I, I do like traveling and going to Asia was just fantastic. It's when I'm like gone and I'm home two days a week or something and I'm always in an airport or living out of a suitcase. That's when it's a little bit of a grind. But again, no, I've been very, I've been very fortunate. You know, I get to travel a lot. I've seen so much of America and the world and gotten to perform in a lot of really cool places. Ultimately, it's been a pretty fantastic experience. Um, and I'm curious to see where it's going to go now that with the, when Earbuds comes out. We're going to take that movie on the road next, you know, spring and summer and 
who knows? Well, where will people be able to see it? Are you going to uh, take it to festivals first or uh, screen it like city to city? Like uh, someone did I think, that a you know, we're definitely going to do ago. some festivals. I don't want to do like a whole year of festivals hoping for some sort of distribution deal. We're going to do a couple festivals. You know, at some point we'll sell it because we can sell uh, feature films as a digital download on ComedyFilmNerds.com. So we'll sell it as a as a download and a DVD on on Comedy Film Nerds, and I really want to take it on the road and set up screenings, um, because podcasting is all about do it yourself. We did the Kickstarter, which is do it yourself, and it stands the reason we should just distribute it ourselves, kind of. Yeah, I know. Uh, when I, we first uh, spoke a couple years ago, that was really your big dream for uh, the website was to kind of make this one stop, you know, entertainment uh, place to not only get audio but you know video as well and, and distribute films. So I guess this is kind of fitting into that uh, overall plan. Yeah, it is. It's it's so exciting. You know, Chris and I were just talking today. Like, we're actually working, and we got hired to do a commercial for uh, independent uh, politics. Uh, this that's doing a referendum in Oregon on, on letting independent voters into the primaries. And, you know, we're, it's, it's everything we want to do. We're in post-production on a feature film. We're shooting a commercial. We've got a festival that's doing well. And this is what we want to do. We want to make movies. We want to distribute them. Um, and we want to screen them and show them. I think it's, it's, it's so exciting that all this stuff Chris and I have been working on for the last, you know, seven years now, is coming together. And then, of course, uh, doing stand-up, I guess, provides a nice break for that because then you can kind of, like, clear your head and, you know, get out actually in front of folks live and get uh, some, some feedback that way. Yeah, it's great. It's great because, uh, you know, it, it's almost like... Well, for me, it's almost, like, less stressful to just go on stage as opposed to all these other, yeah. like, <laughs> logistical things which are, you know, they're, they're fun, they're, ch- they're rewarding, but it's a lot of work and then it is to just sometimes like i'm really excited because to just go to cincinnati and just do shows and hang out yeah so when's the last time you were here i think it was about a year maybe about two years okay yeah cool well uh it's uh, always a good time of course since it's a great club of course yeah i love i love go bananas it's my favorite club and uh, i guess you have probably have a lot of uh, comedy nerd uh film nerd fans coming out uh, they'll be seeing you here as well yeah, I hope so. I've been talking it up on our podcast for a while now, so hope to see them all out next week. It's funny because I think that actually is becoming more the thing to get uh, butts in the seats for a lot of people because um, Mikey, who runs Go Bananas, told me that, uh, boy, the radio thing, there's a big radio show in Indianapolis that we all know about um, that used yes. to do really, really well for, uh, for bringing guys in, and he goes, it doesn't do anything now. Yeah, I know. It's podcasting. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's like... Be- it's- having your own show or like being a guest on Doug loves movies or Oh yeah. Mark yeah. Marin or something like that. That helps. Yeah. Well, I think in comedy film, they're just big enough. I'm sure that's going to help you. You know, it's like a never not funny situation with Jimmy Pardo. That's, that's clearly why Jimmy sells out places. Now that gave him that extra, that extra push over the cliff he needed, even though yeah. he was hugely popular to begin with, you know, that's now that's really, I think really cemented his fan base. I think so. Yeah. So, um, how many, um, uh, uh years have you been doing the LA podcast festival? We just finished year three, and you know every year it's grown a little bit. We are in a newer uh, uh, hotel, the Sofitel in Beverly Hills, which is a great hotel. And we every year we just try to add a little more and more stuff for the fans. This year, you know, we had sponsored 
parties every night where the fans got free food and drinks, and we had a live video stream um, this year, which is something we'd never done in the past, where for $25, you can watch all 34 shows and okay. the five panels. So 39 shows. Ah, okay, I and, see. And so you could live stream the whole festival the whole weekend, and we've, we've, oh. they're all available in an archive. So anyone out there listening that didn't get to go to the festival and wants to see it, um, it's 25 bucks. But if you use coupon code NERD, you get $5 off. So for $20, now through October 19th, anyone can watch all 39 shows from the festival this past year. Mark oh. Marin, Aisha Tyler, like Crabfest, Will Anderson. Just it, it goes on and on. And really interesting panels like how to monetize your podcast and yeah. this, you know, Libsyn giving a tutorial. It was it was really it, it's a it's a fun event and and every year it just kind of gets better and better. I need to take that monetizing course. Um, yeah. Well, you can watch it online if you yeah. get the live stream. You just well, go we're... to lapodfest.com slash live and use coupon code NERD. Cool. Well, we're getting closer. I think 5,000 is the plateau everybody tells me you need to, to make start making any kind of money at all, and we're at like 4,000 and change right now. Yeah. Holding steady. So we're, we're getting there. Um, That's so, good. So there's 34 uh, podcasts there, and then the five uh, panels. Do like people like me who do podcasts also show up for this thing? As well, I guess they would because they're going there. You have the panels there. That's probably what that's, that's what those are for. You've got a lot of people like yourself um, showing up because it. We do several things. We've got the panels, and then also you know you've got 70, 80 some professional comics and actors coming through the hotel throughout the weekend. So this past year, it's the second year in a row, we had the Squarespace Lab, which was just a room set up for people that with smaller shows to set up their equipment and you can get interviews. And, you know, you have a little small show and then you can get an interview with Mark Maron and Aisha Tyler and Dave Anthony and myself and get all these big name people that you normally couldn't get. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Wow. See, I'm able to trick people because, you know, interviewing you for City Beat and City Pages in Minneapolis. Um, right. You know, spoiler alert to the fans out there, but that's a lot of people about, how do you get all these great guests? I'm like, well, I've, I've, I've got another gig, but. <laughs> so, um, so, so something just fell off my desk there. Uh, all right. So what's the, uh, I guess the plan is pretty much well mapped out for you for the uh, rest of this year and next. What with the, the film coming out and everything and the, the podcast growing and, and things like that. Uh, how much stand-up do you think you'll be doing, though, uh, in and amongst that? I'm still going to be on the road, you know. I don't think it's going to be the 40 weeks a year I was doing a couple years ago. Because, um, you know, a couple years ago I was on the road probably 40 weeks and, you know, 70% of it was with Doug Benson. Now I think it'll be closer to about 25 or 30 weeks and I'm doing more headlining and more of my own stuff um, and probably a little bit with Doug here and there. So I think that's what people get, you know, and if people just follow me on Twitter and com. I, I put up my tour dates. Well, there you have it. That's easy enough uh, to follow. So what, uh, any kind of big uh, dream project you have left? I know that you've kind of been fulfilling oh. all of your goals here. Uh, I have so you... many. Are you kidding me? Oh, okay. I, uh, <laughs> there's two things. I did this short film um, that was uh, based on a, a character I was doing. It was this co this cop detective oh, yeah, Kent yeah, Stryker. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, and it's a parody of like 70s cop shows. Right, like, right. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, and so we did a short film for that like over 10 years ago, and we've always had a feature script for it, and I've always wanted to make it. If people go to my YouTube channel, you can see clips of him because he's a, he's a tough-as-nails street cop, you know, like <laughs> Dirty Harry, but he does beat poetry. <laughs> and 
that I'd like to make into a feature film. That's Hell a dream yeah. I've always had, and I want to fulfill it. And cool. I've always wanted to play a superhero in a movie. Oh, okay. Which one? A, a, a one that you of your creation or an existing one? Anyone. Okay. I mean, Batman. Ultimately, I'd always I've always <laughs> wanted to be Batman. Um, but I just want to play some superhero in a movie. Cool. Um, and then I've always wanted to play Rod Serling in a biopic. Oh yeah, that'd be really cool. He's uh, he's uh from here actually. He worked for the radio station that uh, I used to work for. Uh, of course. Really? Years and years ago. He used to work at WLW way back in the day before he went to Hollywood. He wrote radio scripts. And then. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that'd be very cool. Yep, those yeah. are my big dream products. Yeah. Pro- projects. <laughs> I remember um, uh, on the '70s cop show thing. We, uh, I know, I you know Pardo was on a big Kojak kick a couple of months ago. Oh yeah, then, yeah. Uh, I, well, I, was... I love Kojak. It was a great, a great show. Yeah, and then I've been on a Rockford Files kick again, uh, at, at, inspired by that. And my dad told me, he goes, you know, if you, uh, I have the DVDs. But he says, you know, if you go to Netflix, he goes, I swear they've redigitized them because even on his HD TV, goes, they they look really good. So. Oh yeah, they they've gone through a lot of them and really, really upped them. It's a, it's pretty impressive what they've done. Yeah, I uh, binge watched a bunch when I was uh, painting my kitchen a couple of months ago, and uh, <laughs> old Jim Rockford, man, you can't beat him. Oh, always getting beat up, yeah. always eating bad food. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, I love Rockford. Yeah. All right, man. Well, we'll see you in town in a couple of weeks, and uh, continued success on everything. And uh, awesome. we'll, we'll link to all your different websites and projects and everything and uh, get people out to the podcast festival next year and so on. Thank you. All right, cool. Thanks, man. Have a good one. Thanks again to Graham Elwood for being on the show. You can catch Graham November 2nd, along with Chris Mancini, as they do their podcast, Comedy Film Nerds, live in Portland, Oregon. Just go to GrahamElwood.com for details or to ComedyFilmNerds.com. You can find all the information there. You can also find Comedy Film Nerds in iTunes, as well as other podcasting services, much in the same way you probably stumbled onto this. Okay, so uh, just the quick credits, of course. Uh, PF Tape Recorder logo designed by Dan Coble. Original music composed and performed by John Veropoulos, with a little help from me. Like PF Tape Recorder on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at PF66. And uh, that is all the business we have for this week, other than to say so long and thanks for listening. (laughs) 